Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live on Sunday. Beautiful day, driving back from uh, the Illawarra, which is just a wonderful league area. I went down there last night and sampling the uh, the league culture down there, which is something that I know that you have done, Jack. This is our first show of the year. It's somewhat of a preview, an entree, until uh, uh, traditional double part preview show, but as always, let me welcome you, Jack, coming from a lock- another lockdown in Victoria and Australia. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, I think I was thinking about that this morning. The last uh, episode of 2020, we were probably still in, we would have probably still been in lockdown or just coming out of it, so nothing's really changed for the legal council sort of side of things. Um yeah, but yeah, look, uh, it's a big year coming up. I think everyone's getting a bit testy about not having the league on. We're sort of in a twilight zone of, you know, crickets ended. Uh, there's a bit of boxing and, you know, some test cricket overseas, but everyone wants the, uh, the, the NRL to start. And, you know, next week we've got the All Stars game. So I think we both appreciate that game heavily. And that to me is the start of top-class football um, arriving uh, arriving for 2021. And, and the other thing you ought to think about, no, um, and no one's probably thought about this either, no World Club Challenge this year either, which is a real sort of black, not black mark, but it's always good to have World Club Challenge to sort of bookend the start of the season, do you know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack and, you know, digest of, of a number of points of what you just said, but I'm just going to start with, yeah, it's a different league season this year. And if you actually cast your mind, if you, if you can willingly push yourself through this season and, and, and say, well, what's happening afterwards? This is supposed to be a Rugby League World Cup. So yeah. with COVID and, and what's happening over in, in the UK, will we see a Rugby League World Cup down under again? Will we see it move? Because how on earth, I'm, I'm genuinely worried that it's either going to get moved, postponed. Um, I mean, this is what happens when global events usually do push World Cups a year or Olympics a year. I mean, the Olympics got moved. Obviously, it's a little bit more dying now, but do you think we'll see a World Cup over this side? Perhaps oh, to, oh, to be honest, I've never heard of any of... I haven't actually heard of any rumours about that, but since you bring it up, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Dear. Obviously, you'd have to bring all the players in. Well, let's be honest, most of the players are Aussie-based. So then mm. you just have to bring the European ones that will have to do their uh, whatever. Well, yeah, let's assume there's no vaccine then and whatever. But I, I, look, I don't want to talk this show too much about COVID. But look, I think it's a, a good option. And I mean, 
New South Wales, Queensland, geez, PNG and Victoria will uh, embrace it. You know, even if you got Lebanon versus Jamaica at uh, Primrose Park, do you know what I mean? Oh, 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 oh. So the uh, what are they called? The Reggae Boys. The Reggae Warriors. The Reggae, the Reggae Warriors. Warriors. So they 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 play they. When Jamaica League started up in the late 90s, they actually gave them... They loved the way the Warriors played their football, the, you know, the Vodafone Warriors, New Zealand Warriors. So they ended up calling their nickname after the... Yeah, they wanted to model the style of football on the our Warrior team. Well, listen, if and, and I know that we do have a strong supporter base um, in Kingston and Ocho Rios over there in Jamaica. Uh, maybe our first five... Jamaican callers um, throughout the week. We can send them a reggae football t-shirt. Um, I know how big the game is back there and hopefully that's something that, um, that yeah, they can cherish and, and grow the game over there. So back back to the other point that you said about the All-Stars. So Nathan Brown, new Warriors coach, made a bold decision of standard tenure. So you just cut out a little bit there, Riho, because you're probably travelling over the thorough escarpment, but you mean Tohu... Hiku, and who's the other one he wouldn't let play? Cody, Cody. Cody, okay. And, uh jeez, I mean, it's not like they have to, tr- I mean, they're in Tamworth. Uh, I know. Yeah, Nathan Brown has the jury out for him, um, and we've got to see how that, that, that fronts up. And, I mean, look, we're, we're very optimistic about the Warriors' chances this year, but I guess that we should move to the, the question on, has Nathan Brown and his presence in the around the Warriors camp maybe not forced Roger Tuivasa-Sheik's hand, but maybe made him make this horrible decision that he's made? Oh, look, I think anyone, and, and, and look, we're, we're never going to be talking about Roger going to, to, well, the, to, the, to the context. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Well, anyone that's ever followed... Roger, two of us, and and, and I'd, I'd say Tom Wells. Um, where's he based these days? He, he's based just outside. What's that? Uh, Ty Happy. Ty Happy. I'd say he's probably the the preeminent expert on Roger, two of us, Sheik. Yes, um, he, 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 was, he was early days giving us the tip. He'd be a star. He was playing touch footy with him, and I think his old man was a cop with him to get. Yeah. That. And anyway, he's been telling us about it for, I would say, 10 years, maybe plus. And anyone that's known anything about Roger Tuivasa-Sheik knew deep down in the pit of their stomach that he was going to go to Union one day. And I think we knew that. So when we were talking the other day around how much this hurt on the scale of, you know, the absolute Rogerings that we've got over the years, um, it, it, it doesn't – I think it's a seven and a half. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt for you as much as, like, Sonny Bill, you're right. Sonny Bill, ah, that Sonny Bill just it ripped my heart out. When Sonny Bill left in the middle hours of, the, of a, a Sydney night in 2009, when he went off uh, and, and went over seven, wasn't it? Was it? Nah, 2008, yeah. he was still playing. So it was 2008 then? Maybe it was 2008. When he left, it was... It just ripped my heart out. And I, and I would honestly say, when Tomalolo and SST and Pussy Tua at the last minute did a U-turn on the Kiwis in the World Cup, that hurt more than Roger. Because I feel like Roger's going to be back in two years' time. And yeah. I just can't, I can't see what his position is, mate. I, I just can't see that 
the, the modern contact sport game. I just don't know where Roger plays. I, I think he has to play in the 12 jersey or maybe the 13 jersey because he doesn't have a kicking game. So he can't play fullback in the modern contact sport game. So I, I think he'll be back. I think he'll probably play a couple of tests for the, um, the national side. Um, it will be largely, I guess he'll probably get a pass mark, but there'll be a few naysayers. But yeah, I don't think Nathan Brown had anything to do with it. I think he's been thinking about this for a long, long time. And, and look, let's be honest. Caelan Pong is going to do the exact same thing in two years' time. At the end of this contract, mark my words, Caelan Pong is going, and he's going to try and play for the All Blacks. But it's a done deal. You know what? That winds me up even more, because he's pledged to Australia. And like, what a, Brad Thorne, I never respected. I never nah. respected him. Like, you, can't nah. you can't treat international sport like a club fucking game. Jersey chaser. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with and you. Yeah. Then, if, you if, if you're true, and I think, you, you know, if you're cool as Creek, I would just, he'd be dead to me. Like, at least Sonny, Benji, Roger, like, they're not that, like, let's be honest, we've been brought up in New Zealand, we know how brainwashed they get in their um, context yeah. for upbringing, so it's very hard to go against that. They always had that as, the, I guess, one of their pinnacles, playing for the bloody New Zealand Rugby Union team, but to think Brad Thorne and Caelan Ponga, that just that doesn't sit right in my guts. Nah, and I think um, Ponga is just a he's just a part of the new breed, isn't he? And, and, and international is it is like a, it's like a club, and they, and they play it's like a brand. They play for the brand, and, and 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 I think Ponga has gone on record number of times to say that he wants to go and play the All Blacks. So I, I don't like him. I actually don't like him. I mean, he's. I don't. But you, fuck, you, if he was wearing the if he was wearing the white V, fuck, you'd love it, wouldn't you? No, nah, but I don't. <laughs> nah, but you know, I don't like the way he carries on. The way he went on about me, I actually, he's one of my most hated players. He's not that. Again, you're. Whoa. We're going. We uh, he is. He's up there with my most hated players, and I know you've. You think he's like, like we're moving off the topic a bit, but I'm going to put it on record now. I am going to be anti Caelan Ponga for the rest of the season. He has to do something incredibly to win, but oh. And the Knights franchise can take the brunt of my hate too this year. All right, so you're, you're anti the Knights. I think we'll get into the depth of that in the preview show. But so, so okay. what, so what is, we, we can't move off the Roger thing right now. What does it mean for the Warriors season? Oh, look, I, I actually think, and again, I don't want to completely blow our load because there's a lot to, to talk about for the Warriors. I just think he is going to have a phenomenal season. And I think that he is so professional. He is basically the talisman of the Warriors. And he's the kind of guy that it just doesn't affect. He is going to be phenomenal. He's going to rub off on a lot of Warriors guys. And this is just the modern age, mate. What other sports, I was thinking about this, what other sports in the world do you support and you're worried about your players going to another coast? It's fucking bizarre, isn't it? Like, Lee has always had that horrible uh, Grim Reaper hanging over its head. And then one day, the horrible situation that one day one of your great, you know, assets will go to another sport. I mean, but it's only hell. for New Zealand. It's only for New Zealand leagueies, really, isn't it? No, oh, I guess you know Wendell Saley and Matt Rogers and that, but they just grow on trees over here. I guess yeah. maybe if you are a, a, like a high school or a college wrestling coach in the state or judo, you're just like NMA is just looming over you large and you can't ever like you're not going to like continue to go wrestling but um league is just there's yeah. always that hanging over the great 
New Zealand rugby league players. And there's a certain time. I don't think we can whinge about it. We don't whinge no. about it. Because I think no. the con- contact sport had that hanging over them for a long time in the 80s, 90s. So, yeah. And but I don't know. People aren't. Let's be honest. People aren't as passionate about rugby union as rugby league. It's just not what no. you can get as passionate about. So they could sort of get over it pretty quickly. But look, I, I I just wonder what it does to the youngsters. The young, I guess the young Kiwi. Well, there's two ways of looking at this. You can look at Rogers' decision to a young guy like, uh, oh, who's like, like I don't know, Jordan um, Ricky in uh, at the Broncos, right? You can yeah. see a guy like him, and does this does this now say, okay, oh, this gives me a pathway to play for the New Zealand contact sport team, or you can you can look at the optimistic way and say, oh, it actually allows really skilled, good uh, football players in New Zealand to go to league because they can see that there's a pathway to get to, back to New Zealand and play for the New Zealand Union team anyway. So well, uh, it, 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 it's a good point you bring up, and I think ultimately it will probably do a bad, a bad thing for the sport. But it wasn't that long ago that old uh, Nani Laumape, who was uh, it was in the Warriors, but um, probably at the time should have got more first grade footy. I think he got injured a bit, and then he he's a uh, he's gone on to play twenty or thirty tests for for the uh, New Zealand contact sport team. So no, look, no, no. I think he's a, he's a uh, what do they call them? He's a Fudge packer. No, what do they call them? A dry tracker. The what oh, tracker? Dirt tracker. Dirt tracker. But he's yeah. dirt tracker. Just my tests. Oh, I think he's played a few. Actually, how could you yeah. be a dirt tracker these days? They don't play like clubs, do they? So if he's they played, don't. he's played uh, thirteen tests. Yeah. What? So, um, so what's what's the dirt tracking equivalent for the Kiwis? The midweek they, team. What's it called? Wickers. The Wickers. The Wickers. Fuck yeah. that! Always used to make me laugh. Um. All right, so big, yeah, Roger. I think ultimately it's going to have a um, he's going to have a great season. I think Dally M is well within the conversation, but I don't think that the the joke of the uh, the award will let someone that's going to Union win it. They just won't have that. But I think that if you actually genuinely look at who's going to have a fucking great season, Roger is primed, and we'll get we are bullish on the Warriors this year. And I don't usually get like this, but. I've got a fucking uh, tingle. I've got a tingle in my fucking loins. I've got a tingle in my loins. You do. Um, one thing that I mean, I've had a few chats over the last couple of weeks as the league season starts to become a, um, a factor in our minds. But a lot of people you're talking to actually forget how good we were last year. Under all the, under everything that clouded us with mm-hmm. the whole coughs, COVID situation, having to be in Tamworth and players leaving us. And, and a coach leaving us, we were really good. Like we were two games, like two games that we we could have made the eight, and nobody would have wanted to be playing us in the eight. And I mean, people wanted like even though Roger was a massive, um, he's a professional. Everything you could sort of tell that he wasn't like, right for a while, was he? No, yeah, they it would have been like a one of those poison chances if they did make the eight. They needed to get home, you know. But so yeah. people are forgetting how well the Warriors actually did last year. Like, we were pushing the Panthers all the way. Yep, yep. yep. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm G'd up, that's for sure. Now, no, tra- what other changes? The changes are, you know, we've lost, uh, you know, the Ignatius Parsis of this world, and we've got a new coach. Um, so those are the question marks, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Todd Payton, I can't wait to see. 
I think people will sleep on the Cowboys. I think they'll be the team that, um, but we're blowing our load. Anyway, we'll get on to the ins and outs of each team in, in next week. But there's a few other things that I, I wanted to chat about in the offseason. I tell you, have you, fuck, have you been to the gong lately? Uh, I was with there 18 months ago to watch uh, the Kiwis lose to the Kangaroos uh, at the end of season test 2019. Um, just just an, a, an, an incredible place to visit. And, and so I, I told you how I teed it up, right? So I, we, we were due a holiday, the family. Yep. And I said, hey, we haven't seen the New South Wales South Coast. So we drove up there, and then my wife's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go for a nice road trip, which we hadn't done for ages since we're based in Hong Kong. Did a beautiful road trip, stayed like in Eden and uh, Borley Point, and then stayed at uh, Warilla Beach, which was a bit south of where you were last night. But fuck, it is a great, it's a, and obviously teed up the test match and had a great uh, NRL Stink AGM, which is like uh, one of the NRL chat groups I'm on on WhatsApp, who we've all became mates with, and we're all going to Magic Round together. This is through WhatsApp, mate. So you can slag off uh, WhatsApp and all that, but geez, I've made mates over that, and I'm going to I'm yeah. going to Magic again with them. But anyway, how good's the gong? Uh, the gong is just it's rugby league heartland, and as I sat there this morning, woke up relatively early. As you know, you're on a you're on a bloody the body clock that you have once you got kids, you're up early regardless of how many scooters you had the night before. And I was just staring out at the North Wollongong Beach and I was like, how the fuck does this city not have a league team to themselves? They're like the Dragons. Uh, and uh, I did get told by a, uh, one of the blokes I was down here with that, that they did get fucked over a little bit by Super League. So I need to listen to that 20-episode Super League podcast. Have you listened to that? Yeah, I haven't got through, but it's brilliant. It is. Who who, told, it. Yeah, who who was telling you about that podcast, Mick or Watto? Because it's like they have, some of the stories they have about like piss ups on the Brisbane River on a forex boat are incredible. But uh-huh. they, they tie it into the whole sibling story so well. Well, I think that I think that Wollongong um, they didn't have to merge, and they kind of got coaxed into it by Sir George, who might have been in a bit of trouble, which you can understand. But you look at it all and go, you're like, how the hell does this, and this is not just a one-team town, the Illawarra Steelers. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's and, fantastic. And, and, and you unfortunately probably didn't get the chance to go to the Steelers Leagues Club. Maybe. No, I, right. no, I, I didn't. I, I was at the Builders Club. Builders is brilliant. And a big shout-out to Jocko O'Connor, who's a uh, local down there. But the Steelers Leagues Club, I ran into um, uh, Skip, uh, no, Pincinelli, and But that is just... <laughs> And I met him, uh, and who was that bloody guy? The former, um, Ian Millwall as well. Millwood. He, um, he, uh, introduced what? The salary cap auditor. No, no, not, no, uh, not, no, that's Roger Millwood. No, Ian Millwood is a salary cap editor. Uh, no, sorry, auditor, auditor, auditor. Ian Millwood is the yes. former, is he, no, he was on the Dragons. Yes, no, mate, I'm fucking right here. Uh, Kimberhold is not the salary cap order. Yes, he is, cunt. How could he be if he's assistant coach of St. George Illawarra? He's not. You're getting confused. No, I, it's Roger. Who the salary cap auditor is? Um, who the who's that account? Oh no, mate. Fucking look it up and come back to me, and I want a public apology on next week's show. Uh, no, I'm not. I've got I've got Google in front of me, mate. Ian Millwood is the guy that introduced me. Anyway, you need to publicly apologise to me and. <laughs> 
Sharon Camp all the time. But you're talking about Ian Schubert. Oh, fuck. I am too. <laughs> anyway, you've had a two-me scooters. Sorry, mate. No, I have. I have had a few. I have had a few. I'm fine to drive, though. I'm fine to drive. Financially, they're going to be fine. The, uh, I'm just driving past Cogra as we speak. Make me. Anyway, all right. So what other, what other off-season stories have we had? Mitchell Pierce, he's just got us caught with the fingers in the till. That's, that is absolute, like, that's a garden variety league story, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, a ridiculous. Then you move to, well, the, the Raiders boys having run-ins with the cops, both Curtis Scott, who I mean, got off, and so he should have been. Having a sleep under a tree, a fig tree in bloody Moore Park is not a crime. It doesn't... So he, got, he got off. He got off. No, no, hang on. Who? What about the guy who got pepper sprayed in Gosford? Uh, Darling. Josh Darling, yeah, 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 exactly. And then you've had the CHN. So the Raiders, their culture is down the drain because they know their premiership window is shut. So no, 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 no. They've just fired. Ricky's done a very smart thing, and he's just... He's got rid of four Jersey Fleet guys just to take the shine away from what's really going on there. So um, Ricky doesn't fuck around. He knows. He goes, right, these guys, they're only 18, 19. He can fuck them off now for doing some sort of, I don't know what it was. Um, but he's taken the shine away from your CHNs, your Starlings, and that. Well, it's actually been a pretty rocky preseason for the Raiders, but Ricky knows. He knows how to, how to deflect um, the Raiders. Again, we'll get to this next week. I really, really like what how they are put together this year. Yeah, okay. well, I can I can counter that argument. So let's move to now. You probably know, I haven't really investigated the Payne Haas incident. Ah, oh, fuck! What did he do? He got he got fined, didn't he? He got fined. What did he do? He abused a cop. He threatened a female cop. But as I said to people, and there's a thin, what do I call it, the thin league line. You're getting a, a player like Payne Haas, a representative footballer prop. He mm. needs to be an enforcer on the field. I yes. mean, to be honest, you want him, you don't want him to be like, yes, sir, no, sir, off the field. You know, it's, it's, I take it into your game, gridiron, like some of those guys get up to. Oh, yeah. So, so. Because they have to be, that's, they should, you're breeding them to be absolute yep. animals. You, so you, 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 you like your league props threatening cops. That's how you like them. No, you I like do. Them really. <laughs> I don't want them used to know, sir. Because then that, how's that going to equate on the field? You're going to end up like Bryce Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Payne Haas is, I think Payne Haas would not surprise me if he's, out of the game altogether in 24 months. Like, he, he is, seriously, he he has that about him, doesn't he? And I, I just, when you say never seen anything game, like him. Mean, you mean starting for the St. George of the Dragons? <laughs> I think either starting for the Dragons or legitimately, and what's the Brisbane jail? Like, what's the Brisbane jail up there? Uh, there's Bogo Road jail. Yeah. Something like that. Old one. Now it's Ipswich or something. They have it all out there near the families. Um, So, speaking of Ipswich, made me think. Valandis is guaranteeing expansion. And he's guaranteeing that there's going to be another Brisbane side. Does he guarantee? I don't don't agree with guaranteeing in this market, but good on him. Well, what do you... What... What... what, what, Okay, so expansion is an interesting topic, but 
it's, it's like the decision's been made for us, isn't it? It's like there's going to be a second Queensland uh, Brisbane team. So who's it going to be? Who is that team going to be? Well, look, uh, to me, uh, there's, there's the... Do you want me to run through the options? The options are the Brisbane Bombers. Like, for fuck's sake, you, you, you've lost Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, then there was the Ipswich Jets, an Ipswich Jets-based team. Then there was, that's, like, that's the Fire Hawks. That's a bit of me. Now, which, and then there's the Brisbane Easts uh, franchise, which they're calling the Fire Hawks. And then there's the yeah. Red Dolphins one. So, the Jets... I just want to shout out, just the Fire Hawks. Last year, someone actually... No, the Firehawks paid paid someone to make them a logo, and it is the worst fucking logo you've hit the Firehawks one. Do you remember when I sent you that? And it's almost identical. It's identical to the to the basketball Illawarra Hawks logo. So it's as if oh, I've gone, fuck. I'm pressed for time. I'm going to have to go straight to Google Images and merge the uh, the Wellington Firebirds, which is a cricket team in New Zealand and the Illawarra Hawks and put them together and now I've got the Brisbane Firehawks. It's a fucking travesty. I'll do the fucking logo for free to get a better one there. It's just horrific. I'm, I'm about it switch jets. I like the, just the regional, uh, you know, slightly out of the way. I think you can get that one club town. I think you can really get it switch. Shane Watson will be the um, face of the club. Um, so, so Bombers and Jets have now merged. Which is the, the best? So bombers do actually, and this is like, do people with money in Brisbane really dumb? So they, the bombers were backed by big corporate money, which was good, and then yeah. that, which uh, jets are sort of, you know, the I'd say probably the biggest economic cycle down there is, uh, you know, solo, fam, parent benefit payments and stuff. So, yeah. but obviously that's a good league area, right? Because rugby league is a great place for. Um, Solo mums to get some time away by throwing their kids into league uh, training, league clubs. So they've merged sure. out the Bombers and the Ipswich Jets to become the Brisbane Jets. And to oh, me, really? That's yeah, nice. And That's to nice. me, that makes sense. It makes sense for me. So what I'd like to do now is have get a little 15,000-seat stadium at Ipswich oh. CBG that the Queensland State Government can probably... And, mate, that would yeah. really help that town out. And then... So they just play the low-drawing uh, teams at that ground, you know, like, I don't know, Raiders, Storm, you know, and then yeah. half, half, and then the the big games, especially the Derbies versus the Queensland uh, at, at Lang Park. So that, yeah. to me, is a no-brainer. And then I guess you, you go Redcliffe Dolphins, but the Redcliffe I, Dolphins... I like the sound of the Redcliffe Dolphins, and that, that is what I was going to um, mention is that, has a little bit of spark to me. But then I guess you've got to assess the viability of the Redcliffe area versus, like, it's a very, there's going to be some fucking money exchange and paper bags. That Brisbane, that's politicking for the second Brisbane side. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. going to be some dodgy fucking shit. You could do podcast series after podcast series on how this team's going to get selected. And if you think that Volandis isn't going to end up with a mansion on the fucking Brisbane River after this, you're fucking kidding yourself because this is, this is going to be the biggest thing in rugby league. Now, when are they actually going to make the call it this year, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. But, look, the reason why I don't really like Redcliffe, I, won't, I, I still, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I still do like Redcliffe because it's just such a league area and it has, mm. the way they have been able to 
their whole leagues club and the whole new ground that they've built has all been on the back of their good management and just, yep. yeah. But I feel Redcliffe almost, it just doesn't quite, like, even if you're the Redcliffe Goldwins, are the Sunshine Coast people going to support them? Um, are the, you know, are you going to attract people from Brisbane? No, because it is quite a, so I think Brisbane Firehawks with an Ipswich sort of, yeah. you know, yeah. It has the jet on the side. You know, like how the West Tigers have the magpie on their sleeve? You have the old... For for our uneducated listeners or people not familiar with the area, where is Redcliffe geographically? Like, where where are we talking in terms of the the greater Brisbane area? Northeast of the Brisbane metro area, sort of uh, northeast on a little peninsula. So it's on a peninsula. It's quite geographically quite isolated. um, Yeah. Which sort of starts to... you know, and then it, that, and it, you have you, you go over the bridge. What's the bridge called? Uh, the the Horny Brook Bridge is the difference between Brisbane and Redcliffe. And then, oh, I don't know. I reckon only, geez, I reckon only a hundred thousand, uh, maybe one fifty thousand people. Actually, no, not yeah, one fifty thousand people might live on the actual peninsula of Redcliffe. So it's not, yeah. it's not really big. And then you got to, then you go draw, you further drive up north. You go to Bribey Island, which is basically just a retirement village. And then you go into Sunshine Coast, which, you know, everyone knows. And that does rip. I mean, we saw it last year with the Storm playing their games there. That has a massive appetite for league. I, I mean, if you're touching on that right, the Storm, I mean, no one gives them credit for, for playing away in the Sunshine Coast. I mean, I know every league's wet dream is to play fucking on the Sunshine Coast. What's that park called up there? Uh, they call it... Oh, cool. I was near Kawana Waters. I don't know. They might just call it Sunny Sunshine Coast Park, Caloundra Park. Is it closest to Maroochydore or where are we talking? It's south of Maroochydore, so more Caloundra way. But well, I, I think, they I think, were on, they were on fucking holiday. Like they were doing what the Warriors did to a lesser extent. The Storm didn't get any fucking respect for that, did they? Uh, not really. I mean, they had to do their, I mean, the Storm had, you're right. I mean, the Storm don't get enough credit for the, you know, I was, you know, when you talked about that Super League uh, podcast the other day, I was thinking, like, if we were really serious, we actually, legal counsel do, like, we just actually get serious for five podcasts and just do, like, a five, because I'm down in Melbourne and I've got Tavali could probably help. I just do a five-part series on the Storm franchise. Like, from from the start, like, how they became a franchise, their first year in 98, and, and just... Getting in and un- like talking to um, what's the te- the head of football's bloke's name? I can't remember, but like just going and Panassi, Frank Panassi, Panassi, yeah, and just all, just interviewing like even the that receptionist and shit, and just would you would you have a Molly would you have a Molly Meldrum episode? Oh yeah, did Molly not a whole episode, but he'd feature heavily just in terms of that party he had with Brett and <laughs> What about the photos? What are the photos that emerged from that grand final party at Molly's house? Yeah, it, was, it was just young Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater and just fucking hell. That, that, that is league. But, but I honestly believe, re Harry, honestly, if we, did a, if we did a seriously, you know, after your research and production values and stuff, like, that would be shared around businesses. I honestly reckon, like, corporates would go, listen to this podcast by this legal counsel mob. This is how you get how a high. This is how you. This is how you get a high uh, performing organisation because yeah. the Storm are doing something right, man. Far out. Like, just well, well, I think it, I think it's the most fascinating 
the post Cam Smith era is it 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 reminds me a lot of um Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and then you've got Belichick still there. So what Bellamy do you think that this cunt isn't motivated this year? You've got a fucking rocks in your head. If you think that he is not trying to win a comp post Cam Smith, mate, there, there, there will never be a more motivated Craig Bellamy than this year. The greatest coach the game's ever seen. Yeah. He, he, he is going to be pulling out all the stops to win And to me, I'm not worried about the storm post Cam Smith. Like, look, they've got Harry Grant. Not at all. Brandon Smith. I mean, yeah. the culture is there. They've set it up. Like, yeah. Anyway, is Cam Smith playing the Gold Coast the worst kept, kept secret, or is he just retiring? I think... So he hasn't actually retired, eh? Said, said. I think this is strange. Now, I, I like Cam Smith. I think he's a, one of the all-time greats, but this is very strange. But he hasn't come out and said, I'm not playing this year. Like, that is a strange that he is not officially retired. Either back to the Storm, which there's no way he's going back to the Storm. That is just not fucking happening. Um, but is he going to another club? Yeah. I mean, fuck. What I'm, hearing, go to another I'm, hearing club. I'm hearing he's having a season with the Titans. Like, far out. I mean, if he does, if he comes out today and just announces it on playing for the Titans, wow, does that put a great... What What does that do to our seat? Like, all of a sudden, our league season has another, uh, like, storyline yeah. to it. Wow. I think, I think, I mean, how many clubs does Cam Smith go to that turn them into immediate premiership contenders? Well, let's just say how many that they don't. Obviously, the Dragons. Yeah. The dogs and maybe the tigers. Is that it? That if Cam yeah. Smith doesn't go there, they're not immediate title contenders. Broncos. No, I, I think he could he could completely turn that Broncos side into a contender. Absolutely. You reckon? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they've I got think... so much raw talent, and then they just see what Smith does at training, and they're like, okay, we're not fucking around. We're not getting Mackers on the way to training today. Yeah. Right. So there's three. So basically, there's three teams. So so you honestly believe? If Cam comes out to a press conference at uh, uh, wherever the the Gold Coast base is at Rabina or whatever, and he comes out and says I'm playing, you all of a sudden believe Titans can win the premiership? Yeah. Wow. Imagine that. I would. Oh, and it, as I've said, I, I also have these dreams at night too, Re Harry. I'd love to have a WhatsApp group or signal if we move to that. And it has one, your best, it has one person from all of the 16 clubs in it. And basically what happens is oh, it's, that's, uh, that's it's nice, it, yeah. and, and what it happens is it's, if you, if you fucking don't behave yourself, you get dropped. And then the guy that's waiting in the wings from that club become, become. <laughs> who's a Titans, who's your Titans guy? Like oh. who the fuck do you know that? Do you have a Titans guy in your life? Yeah, there's a guy, Brad, uh, oh, I can't remember his last name, but Brad, he's part of Hong Kong Rugby League, like, but, like, very hard to find, you know what I mean? And then there's Artie, Artie's old man, uh, 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 Sellers, what was his name? Mr. Sellers, my old coach, he supports them too. But he was, he supported them because he was one of those, he must be, you know, he's our old man's age. And he mm. played, he played first grade Queensland Rugby League, and he was like, the Broncos, 
he was one of those old Queenslanders that hated the Broncos, right? So yeah. as soon as the Titans came, he pounced on them. And he would, he would drive down to the Gold Coast every day, one of those home games to watch them. So was he a, was he a Seagulls, a Chargers, or what's the third team before the t- Titans? Giants. What? Giants. Giants. Was he yeah. a Giants man? Um, when did the Giants? What, what were the Giants? They only had like a year or two, the Giants, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But I think, to be honest, he probably didn't even get a chance because back, back then, Queensland League was so Queensland Cup was so strong. You could you could get your those old school blokes could get their fix from Queensland League, you know, and then just watch the New South Wales Cup, uh, New South Wales Rugby Grand Final, yeah, as you, as we would watch the Super League Grand Final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is quite staggering when you think about it. Like that, Brisbane only have one team. When you really fucking break it down. It's quite amazing that Brisbane only have one team, isn't it? Are you are you a chance for Magic, mate? You got to try and get there. Magic round, yeah. When is it? May or something? May the twelfth, round ten. We got Parramatta on Sunday at one thirty pm. Oh, what? Are you serious? Fuck! At one thirty, think of what you'll be like at four pm after either a Warriors win when you're just sky high. You might just leave the ground, like you might be that. That'll do me. Yeah. Um, or you'll just be obnoxious as fuck. For the, you'll be basically get booted. I think one way or another, a Warriors one thirty game, you're either going to get booted for being happy or booted for being a cunt. Yeah, but quote me, I reckon that's going to be great for us because everyone will basically be supporting the Warriors. Because yeah. All, like, because what we did last year, and everyone hates para, like It'll be brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, that, that's a good, that's a very good result for us. Now, yeah. Warriors this year, we are basically... We're Gosford bound. Now, I'm going out. I'm going to take my son up to round one. We've got the uh, the, the aforementioned Titans. Oh. I'm going to drive up to Gosford and um, have a uh, have a night away and maybe Thank maybe just stay the night at uh, the Crown Plaza in Terrigal. Thank me. Show you, show your boy Coa where the famous what floor Nate Miles did the... <laughs> but it was funny, like... I was on my way to the gong yesterday. It was for a dad chiller. Actually, that's an interesting one. Did you invent the term dad chiller? Uh, no, Matthew Leakes did uh, over in Paul Dorset. Give a shout out to Leaksy. <laughs> so, so dad chiller, I've, I've dropped it a few times this week. And for those that are listening, it's, uh, if you're about to become a dad, then you're basically, it's just a classic. Um, or, or you've had, already had the kid. Yeah, or it's, just, it's a mid-30s, late-30s male way of inventing a piss-up that you're having a kid or you've just had a kid and you're basically having a mad night out. Um, I mean, that's a modern-day head wedding, but I dropped Dadchilla probably three or four times this week thinking that it was like in the normal vernacular of people's conversation. And I did sit have people like stop and just like start pissing themselves and go, oh, Dadchilla, that is brilliant. Really? I just, so I didn't know. I just, I just, you know, when you start saying something for a while and you, and you think yeah. it's just commonplace. Yeah, yeah, Dadchilla yeah. really got me a few... Um, a few laughs this week, and then I said, so obviously I was guys telling telling the wife and the family that I'm I'm heading down to the gong, and my wife had told my boy that <laughs> that I just to explain what I was actually doing, and she's like, Dad's going for a sleepover, and um, she just said that oh, Dad's going away tonight, he's going for a sleepover at a friend, and my son was just like really just could not get his head around. So, oh, I so say, Dad, so you're going to your friend's house for a sleepover because he obviously has sleepovers as well. Yeah, and um, right. it just fucking just 
loving it. It's like, oh, Dad, you've got your sleepovers. <laughs> Dad, you've got your sleepovers. <laughs> it's quite a good thing, I think, to really, you know, if you are going away and you pitch up, you know, I mean, you've got it next week, haven't you? You're flying up to, to Sydney for our fantasy, NRL fantasy draft. Shout out to Supercoach. If you're not playing Supercoach and you're, and you're there and you love your league, Grab fucking ten mates, eleven mates, put them together and, and, and play super coach because it is a uh, it is very good for the um for the yeah, league lover. So you're flying up for our draft. What are my chances of getting up there though at this stage? I mean it's all in Dan Andrews' is, uh as long as he locks a lot down on Wednesday night or whatever he's doing it, I think I'm a, I'll I'll be there, but I don't know. I really you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to um apply for a a concession or whatever you call it. No, I might, go, I might. They'll go. What is your reason for travelling? Uh, CRI Supercoach draft. <laughs> and it actually, it actually sounds quite. Uh, it actually sounds quite uh, important. So they might just go. Oh, they're, they're here, righto. Yeah, you've got to say work, and you've got to say that you're an essential worker. You're going to have to lie. Oh yeah, yeah. it is. Like, how much you win? It's a hundred bucks off each. You know, it's it's it's, pro, it's for work. I just have to disclose it to my actual employer. So yeah, good point. <laughs> There is, there is a huge amount of um, build-up to this draft. So when we one of the commissioner, shout-out to Oz. Oz Dog, he's, he's offering his house up in the heart of Ramwick for us to basically, um, you know, you're going to get 11 leagues turning up at a house. Um, very dangerous situation. There's, there's, there's a odds-on to have a Julian O'Neill incident, really, isn't it? Like, there, there is going to be, um, there's going to be some things he's going to have to unfortunately explain to his wife. I said that we, we'd offered to be as media liaison to the wife, maybe write a press conference or something, because there's going to be something go down. Something You can't have 11 late 30-year-old males at your house drinking piss from midday and not have anything go wrong, can you? No, I think it would be. Maybe, maybe late 20s you'll have the problem, but I don't think you'd need to put the skiers up Oz like that. Yeah, true. Dads with kids, DWK, are, yeah. are pretty... They, they kind of grow a little bit more sensible as they go oh, on. Oh, yeah, because they know what's coming with them the next day. Like, yeah. you obviously don't want to be annoyed. You, you don't want, when you're struggling, you don't want your wife to hate you and have to look after the kids with a, it's just a, it's, you're just very more careful with management. Yeah, absolutely. Last night. Just, uh, just driving past Ramwick Racecourse now. So I've basically taken you, all the way from the gong into Sydney, um, and we're and we're still only ten thirty in the morning. I tell you, another great uh, these days on my um, my sleepovers or my benders, if you will, that I'm in and out. I, I, you, you you get in, fly in, fly out. You get the fuck out of there. You're home. I'm literally going to be at my doorstep for five minutes. Yeah. Ten forty Valentine's Day, and. Basically, like I never even left. You've got to get in and out quickly exactly, these days, don't you? Exactly. And, I mean, you could teach the Simon Dennys and the Reese Dennys and the Brendan Simons of this world. They can get out of the inner southeast of Melbourne. There's other cool stuff to look at in the regional yeah, and outer areas. Like, it's no different when you go into the gong. Yeah. Now, what, So what's your gong? Um, do you go to Geelong? Like, when was the last time you uh, basically... Uh, I went to Geelong because we went to a uh, one of those water parks with Trouto and um, Soup, and then we just stopped at one of the little creatures, right? But uh, 
But I did try and organise last year because the Warriors were playing a, a trial game against the Storm to get everyone down there. But that blew it. You know, they're like super city didn't want to leave the southeast. So, um, but yeah, then there's yeah, I think it's Geelong would be a gong, and then Newcastle would probably be coal-fired power stations. Maybe what's the big town out like uh, Morwell or something in the Gippsland? Where's Albury? How far is Albury from you? Well, that's two and a half hours. Like that's the border. Is that nice? Uh, well, it's got the Murray. It's an inland town. Like, no, I mean, you, if you want to go, to, oh, you got talk. You know, Geelong's got talk and stuff. So it's got nice beaches, but yeah. Albury, Albury. Mm, oh, mate, I'll, I'll enjoy myself. Like, I. Yeah. That's the thing, right? It's an inland town on a river. Um, it's going to have some nice pubs, some different people to talk to, understand what's. You know, it's not. You make, you make you make of it. You'd make a good night out of bloody going to Cowra. I remember the uh, 1992 Cricket World Cup. Australia played Zimbabwe at Albury. That's the first time I'd ever, ever heard that. that, that was in Albury, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Here you go. Edo Brandis, the chicken farmer, was there. Quite well. I mean, we probably... I think, actually, they had a little bit of trouble to, to casting my, my mind back, and it was not... Uh, it was a poor tournament from Australian standard. It was. Um, I think they had a little bit more trouble. And that was when Zimbabwe were the definition of a cricket minnow. They didn't as pre-flower era. And I think they had a little bit of trouble getting past Zimbabwe there from memory. Aubrey might have been a little bit of a tough track to navigate around. Well, just looking at it now, actually, that's a, a straight... I, I reckon it got rained out, unfortunately. What were the scores? Just looking at Australia, England... Australia, where's, oh, here we go, no, 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 oh, so Australia better, oh, no, but they changed it, for some reason, yeah, okay, hold on, yeah, I've got to get the kids breakfast, uh, this is poor fathering, um, Australia 2.56 for 6 after 46.0, but they played it at Ballarive, why did they change it to Ballarive? What's Ballarive? In the Hobart. What, Ballarive Oval? Yeah, they changed, like they had it lined up. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Who played at Lavington? Uh, at Albury, 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 Ray Mitchell, Ogle, Mackay, there was a game. Uh, There's definitely a game in Albury, Zimbabwe. I thought it was a Zimbabwe might game. Might be England, Zimbabwe. Uh, hang on. Eastern Oval, Bell. Oh, they played a game at Ballarat. How good. England, Sri Lanka. Ah. Uh, Brook, I remember that, New Zealand, India. Uh, Beery, oh, they played a game in Beery. Cool. I don't think, I don't think this is going to translate well to the, uh, to the listeners. Uh, okay. Zimbabwe, England, Zimbabwe, England, England. Okay, got, there we go. Zimbabwe won. Quite. By nine runs, yep. They scored 134, and then, uh, England all out for 125. Edo Brand is four for 21 off 10. See, I, I knew there was a chicken farmer there some, at some stage. So, okay, so. So basically, I'll see you next week, uh, border issues permitting. Do you need me to pick you up from the airport? Uh, no, I should be all right. I'll meet you at the dog on Friday night. Wow. There's a, there's a lot of leaks. And so we're taking the podcast equipment to the draft to interview each, each, um, each player and groups of players around, um, about their team and their chances. About their team's fortune. So I actually, I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you bring your, bring another microphone because we'll probably need two. What? 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, this has been a this has been a bit of a loosener. We've not the top of it for this year. Uh, haven't touched on much league, but that, that's okay. We've got a shit ton to cover next next couple of shows, so we will. Um, yeah, you'll be hearing for us if you, if, you, if you want to. You've uh, you've got to love your league. I love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. It takes away the biggest part of me.